Okay. Uh, whenever you're ready. Get what's what's the um, movie thing? Get set action action whatever. Anyway, um. Welcome to our Everyday Heroes podcast series. I'm Emma Brown, your host for today's podcast, and in each episode we will be talking with one of our inspirational changemakers who each came through one of our exciting programs. These remarkable individuals are going to be sharing their extraordinary life story, one of transformation and their work against the grain to create a better world for themselves and for their wider communities. Our focus for episode one is on our School for Changemakers program, which is the IFC's flagship leadership development initiative for young people aspiring for positive change. Today, we are very lucky to have Gemma Perkins here with us to share her story. Gemma is a very special person who has been volunteering with IFC since the age of 21. She was part of the second cohort of the School for Changemakers program, and she is also the founder of the Self-Leadership Initiative a training organization that dedicates its time to helping people develop the skills they need to be effective change makers in society. So without further ado, hi Gemma, how are you today? Hello, I'm well, thank you for having me. Oh, so nice to have you here. I'm very excited to be kicking off this podcast series. <laughs> well, I hope I did your introduction justice. I'm sure you'll tell me if I, if I didn't. Um, but would you just like to expand a little bit on what I what I said and just tell us a bit more about your journey and the School for Changemakers role within it? So kind of start us from the beginning. Oh, so if, if you're interested in the actual beginning, a lot of where my career and volunteering came from was actually being the oldest sibling of four and very naturally at home falling into a maternal leadership role and wanting to, to help out my brothers and sisters. I've always been a really big nerd. I see that as a good thing. And I'd come home from school very excited to teach everybody else what I'd been learning. So I always had a passion for education. Um, my, my three younger siblings are all on the autistic spectrum in varying degrees. And so in our home environment, we had we had play therapists come and teach my youngest brother a lot of how to play, how to socially interact. And I found the whole thing fascinating. So I, I decided by age eight, I was going to be a teacher. And I was quite academic, very much a Hermione Granger type character of head down, I've got a plan and that's what I'm up to. So if I kind of fast forward to then being a teenager, a bit like Hermione in the first books and films, I wasn't always very likable. I could sometimes rub people up the wrong way by this is what I want to do. And if you don't fit in with that, I, you know, I'd sometimes tell people off or be a bit up myself in some ways. Um, but I did do a little bit of volunteering in schools. And when I got to college, there was a, a, a youth program that came up that I signed up to very much by accident. Um, but really was the start of me working out who I was and through doing that I then got to hear about School for Changemakers so I've been doing some youth work already and um, you know a friend and colleague said I'm you know arranging this School for Changemakers program really think you should come along 
and it really just expanded the sense of what I wanted to do in the world. I, I've always enjoyed being around other young people, whether it's peers or people younger than me, and being part of personal development, people discovering who they are and that kind of thing. So this was all alongside my, my studies. I, I studied psychology at university because I thought it would help me with teaching. I trained to be a teacher. And then I kind of gave up teaching completely because I realized it didn't fit my values. I got to school and it was very much about maths and English and sitting the exams and ticking the boxes and the things I had learned from by, by this point, maybe eight years of School for Changemakers work, uh, no, sorry, of my other volunteering and, you know, a couple of years of School for Changemakers really gave me a sense that if something doesn't fit my values, I need to put my time elsewhere. And so I, I gave up teaching to start my business and School for Changemakers has actually played a big role in that indirectly because the people who I met at School for Changemakers have just been a massive inspiration and support in when I've got new ideas of how I'd like to take the direction of my business or try out a program, a product. I, I've got a family that I can go to and say, you know, can, can you be my guinea pigs? Give me advice. Do you know anybody who would need this? And so although it's sort of a professional space, it's a personal space. It's a very nourishing group of people that have been integral to my life path. And I still expect them to be for many years to come because we've formed very close bonds, which is not the same as other conferences and events that I've been to that are more professional. It's really nice to hear your family background and how, as you went through your life, how all your different experiences started to shape your identity and your values. So do you think you could just tell us a bit about what your values are and also just how um, School for Changemakers has had a transformational effect on your life? It's, it's difficult just to pick out, okay, these are my values. They're, they're sort of, sometimes I think they're a feeling and to articulate them succinctly can be quite difficult. Um, I definitely value lifelong learning and worry that the education system might not in the sense that there's, there's a culture, you go to school to get a job and once you've got your job, you've done. Whereas I very much believe that learning should be exciting, fun. I believe in learning through play. I don't know if that's technically a value. I think a value can be anything you want it to be. But what about on an emotional level? I value people working on their emotional intelligence and developing like almost the muscles of compassion and caring for other people, which is interesting as a business owner, because when I was learning to start a business, I went to a lot of workshops, which were very helpful in how do you build a website? How do you do a business plan? But I was getting a lot of messages about how you need to be a bit competitive and how you need to define your unique selling point and pivot against other people. And some of the things I was being told of this is how business is done didn't quite sit well with me. And why is that? I can't always put my finger on why, but having been through School for Changemakers and seen that actually 
you can collaborate with people from all walks of life in all sorts of different ways and everybody benefits and you can all nourish each other gave me the confidence actually in my business to listen to what other people said about how it's traditionally done but at the end of the day value my own autonomy that actually i would like to do it this way even if that's not how it's usually done i've got whatever belief it is and i'm going to try it this way because that's what sits right with me so is there an element of doing something different just to be different it's not a rebellious do it different for the sake of it there has to be a purpose behind it so i i would perhaps spend a bit of time thinking i i value curiosity as well okay well why is it we've always done it that way is is there a good reason or has society changed so being sometimes it would be that my experiences with school for change makers gave me that sense of courage and strength that i can do things differently because i've learned to have practiced those things if i was feeling a bit insecure or unsure i've got a whole group of people i can go to and say i'm faced with this decision these are my options and thoughts what do you think and it's it's do these people share the same values as you It's a group of people who I trust because I know that they're coming at the world from that values perspective as well. They may not be exactly the same values as me, but I know that they're, they're maybe a bit more thoughtful. They're a bit mindful of how they show up in the world. And so they're also going to give it a bit more consideration. And that will help me have a sounding board that I trust when I'm making those kinds of things, those decisions. It's, um, it's nice to hear you talking about the community of people that you've met within the School for Changemakers programme. It would be really nice for you to tell our listeners kind of what happens within that community. Some of my closest friends are from the School for Changemakers community. We, we have our events, whether it's you know, a day or a conference, um, and you meet people. And what's really interesting at the time is that when I go to a business conference and you meet people, you shake hands, you say your name, you tell them what job you do. And normally you ask them, like, how can you recommend me a client or make me some money? And it's very transactional. Or you chat in a bar or something about what TV shows you watched. And it's very superficial. Yeah, I can see how that could be the case. At School for Changemakers, one of the, there's, there's a lot of wonderful parts of the programme. And I'm incredibly biased because... In, re- in more recent years, I've helped to organise it. But what, what I think is very special is that we have our community group spaces where even if there's 50 people at the conference, you're with six to 10 people to really get to know them in detail. And it's not the, what do you want to do for a job? Tell us about your qualifications kind of stuff. It's more, what's your life story? What challenges have you overcome? What's your transformational moment so far? How do you envision your purpose in this world? Um, And we talk about anything and everything, even if they're topics that are sensitive or difficult, like... Can you share an example? You know, spirituality can be a difficult topic or politics. There's people from kind of different areas, but we talk about big ideas and we really allow the personal sharing so that even if you don't think the same as another person, you're really building your sense of empathy and seeing that the world is made up of so many different people. 
and for me, I, I mean, I grew up in a very white working class part of Sheffield and you don't know what you don't know. What do you mean by that? I, I, by the time I was 18, I didn't know people from different religions and I came to school for change makers. And now I've got, I've got friends whose heritage takes them to different parts of the world. I've got people I know from different religious and spiritual, um, you know, belief systems. And so it just adds so much, I, I'm, the word value comes to mind, but that makes it sound monetary, just, um, you know, kind of nourishment and color to my life because I'm, I'm seeing myself as a global citizen interacting with these people and that's just at the conference afterwards we've, we've done alumni events where we've met back up to do workshops and over the years we've become friends to the point where we, we really see each other as as our tribe I guess and our, our cheerleading section but from a from a values base and from a shared understanding base I think what it sounds like is each and every one of you enrich each other's lives with a brand new perspective on the world. Mm. And you can bring that together to drive towards a common, common goal of bettering the world and bridging the world's divides. So, you know, and, and that can be on a really small level, perhaps, or on a really, really huge level, but you've got that opportunity to, to explore whatever you know whatever comes up on the day and that's actually the the beauty of it is that yeah. it's really and, it's really great and that's a really good way of putting it actually because the amount of time somebody in the school for change makers network will say oh i'm i'm running this event or i need some speakers for to tell you know about what it's like working in the corporate world or i'd like somebody from this particular ethnic or religious community to help give a perspective because my group have never been exposed to that and and we're kind of we're always throwing opportunities at each other for because we're a diverse group we know that there's space to cross-pollinate and work on different projects and it's never been fully planned that that's what we do but it's come out naturally because we trust each other and see the value. As you say, we, we enrich each other's experiences and know that we can take that to wider communities as well. Mm -hmm. um, and so it's quite an exciting and dynamic place to be because stuff, stuff crops up. Yeah, absolutely. And trust is a really massive thing as well. I think the fact that you've spent so much time with these people and built these relationships, like you just gain more and more trust in each other as the time goes on so even when new people come along so our, we did a program just before the lockdown in India and there are people who've only really been involved for a short time but there's something about the way we curate the space and we have the community groups and the shared moments of quiet reflection the learning together that people who've only been involved for you know about a year they they pick up that feeling of trust as well and it, there's a closeness regardless of how long people have been involved because we're coming at it from that perspective that we're authentically sharing who we are it sounds as though there's a very welcoming environment and mm. um, so whether or not you've been in in the school for change makers program for years and years and years or whether or not you've just joined you will always be treated the same 
What would you say has been your proudest moment to date based on the experiences you've gained? Um, I, I'm an educator. I love helping people learn things, bringing people together for self-development stuff. And so most of my proudest moments are the final day of a training or an event or a conference or something like that. Probably the most recent example that I could go with is, is when we did our 10-year School for Changemakers event in India. Oh, what was that? So the School for Changemakers has traditionally been run in the UK and we, we partnered with IFC in India to take it there. We, we took some facilitators from the UK and also worked with facilitators in India to deliver, uh, I think it was maybe a week program. It was, so it was a longer program than usual. And I guess it was out of my comfort zone. I, you know, I've never been to India. I haven't, I wasn't sure what the cultural differences would be. And obviously you, you go into these things mindful that things will, will be different. How will it work out? But I guess for me, I, I was really proud for sort of, two reasons is I did a lot of the internal organization and training so where we were setting up the program preparing resources briefing facilitators and you know getting them ready to work with the groups and also I ran my own workshop as well so I got to bring together what I do for my business into school for change makers and deliver that to to an audience that was mostly uh, you know, people who lived in India, I wasn't quite sure how that would land. But to kind of see that the School for Changemakers recipe worked in a different place and people were excited and moved and really, you know, as I touched on before, they, they've not been involved that long, but they're really bonded and, I'm, and we're still in touch with a lot, you know, lots of people still communicate now the fact that that had an impact when we weren't quite sure if it would you know not if it would work but what adjustments had to be made I was really pleased about that partly for the program but also for me because 14 year old Gemma who'd you know got very little cultural awareness had never considered traveling the world had never eaten anything other than meat and two veg was now you know in India doing this it's it's quite amazing looking back and thinking about how how pivotal these experiences have been in helping me to see you know see myself on a as part of a global community rather than just a Sheffield one absolutely to spread your wings and kind of take all these things you've been learning um to to another place and see them come to life still must have been really really impactful and to see the other members of the team i guess doing the same i mean some of them were, were more seasoned travelers and things but as part of the the preparation some of what i did was stepping back and saying right i'll give you everything you need i'll set you up you go and do it and to see them do such a fantastic job and to see them proud of themselves because their participants and groups were moved and emotional because of the way they'd facilitated things and thinking, you know, I, I helped that happen, but they've gone and done it. Yes, we're, you know, we're a good team. We've, we've really 
putting a lot of care into this as well so there's that sense of community pride yeah amazing I can I could really feel that from what you're what you're saying to me I mean it would be great if you could give us a bit of an example of maybe what one of the workshop was just to kind mm. of give listeners a flavor of the types of things that were discussed and that had so much impact to the people that were involved there were three workshop streams that that ran over the week so there was a you know a progression involved um, my workshop was on self-leadership tools so we did things like understanding personality archetypes and how to use them in teams we looked into motivational language for goal setting some basic coaching skills and how you use that in personal development and and kind of workplace settings so it's kind of a, a toolkit of things that leaders need to lead their own lives effectively but to support others too so that that was kind of my area then there was another workshop on using dance and movement to overcome trauma. And, and the lady who ran that was a very inspirational lady who predominantly worked with sex workers and victims of abuse in India, who understandably find it difficult to, to discuss their story and their issues, but through movement, could find a sense of healing and so the participants didn't necessarily have a particular trauma or anything but this this um, workshop facilitator was showing how these tools could help an individual ex explore movements that you know unlocked emotions in the body or allowed expression so that was uh, my understanding again i was busy running my workshop but my understanding was that people unexpectedly discovered things about themselves um you know they started off with just oh this is a bit weird i'm moving in this way but suddenly found a rhythm and found you know learned to be in tune with their body in a way that surprised them and that that's kind of motivated them to to be a bit more connected to their inner world that's fascinating i almost want to come try one of the sessions to um <laughs> to see what would come out of me in that kind of thing because some things are hard to talk about but if you can find other ways of communicating that then that is just another you know means of release that's amazing yeah thank you and for sharing that that's all right and then the third one was um on conflict resolution techniques and kind of the the foundations of effective listening and how you structure a um I guess a challenging conversation and then how you listen and how that feeds into conflict resolution. And I think what, what I've always loved about School for Changemakers as a participant and as an organiser is the range of workshops. So we, we had it one year where there was um, a lady who came to teach us about crawling. What particular aspect of crawling? And how crawling has an impact on the development of the brain when you're young but when you're older. We've had people do things around body language, about writing a business plan, about meditation. So you get a real mixture that you can, people get to choose what workshop they want to sign up for, where some are very professional, some are very kind of creative, expressive, some might border on the kind of spiritual, exploratory, some are very practical. And by having that mixture, 
I don't know, I really like that it creates that wide buffet and so unlike when you go to a business conference where it's, you know, okay, we're just doing this. No, no, we're going to give a real range so that people can find their, their niche and their interest. Absolutely. And actually that, um, that probably leads quite nicely into my next um, question. What was perhaps your most challenging factor that you've had to overcome on your journey? So having a family with lots of mental health problems and autism has, has been a, an ongoing challenge. But one that, because of, because of my experiences with School for Changemakers and my, my leadership programme and other things that I've done, I always see the challenges as a learning opportunity. So in many ways, I do what I do because I'm passionate about helping support people like my family. You know, they, they've had particular issues, whether it's, you know, not being able to access an education system or not being able to get professional help because it's too long a waiting list or too expensive. I spent some of my teenage years using my network to say, hey, can anyone teach me family therapy? Can anyone teach me positive psychology? Or, you know, my family's going through this issue and we can't get help, so I'm going to help. Can somebody help me to help them? So that itself has been a challenge, but a positive. And another interesting caveat to that is the challenge of working out when I ought to be helping and when I ought to be looking after myself in the sense that sometimes you can give too much of your energy and you can burn out. So, and I think a lot of people who see themselves as change makers and givers will have this where it's difficult to draw the line. You want to keep giving to your cause, to your passions, and you have to work out where to put the boundaries. And those boundaries change over age and circumstances. And so you regularly have to check in with yourself. And actually that's, that's been another massive advantage for me of the change makers community is that I can speak to some of my friends who know a bit more about my family story and say, you know, we've had this development, I'm thinking of doing this. Does that seem like a sensible thing to do? And we, we can kind of share a lot of very personal information that allows us to navigate that. So that, that's definitely my biggest personal challenge that to, to, to a large extent I feel I've overcome, but obviously it always crops up again and again in different forms. Um, but I feel like I have a system for working through that. What about professionally? Um, I started a business at age 25 with no experience or qualifications in business. And in hindsight, that, it's a lot of fun it was difficult at the time, but actually the business end wasn't the challenging part. The challenging part was having people tell me, as I said earlier, this is how it's supposed to be done. And me wrestling with how do I politely tell them, no way, that's not how I want to do it. And when I was starting out, having people, and getting a sense that they didn't quite trust that I would be good at what I do. Why do you think that was? I don't know if that was for me being a young person or whether it was me being a woman. I didn't get a strong vibe either way. Um, but I had, by the time I started my business at 25, I'd already got nine years of experience doing training. 
So the experience was there, but it would be surprising for my age. And so managing to convince people that I would be good at offering the service I was offering was a challenge. And I do feel like I've gotten around that now because I'm much more confident about telling my story and being able to sell the experiences that I've had as a benefit. Whereas at 25, I was quite timid and probably had a bit of imposter syndrome of, oh my goodness, what am I doing owning a business at this age? Of course, I don't know what I'm doing. And I'd kind of swing between being confident and not. Um, so again, having people around me that could give me, give me positive, but also constructive feedback, um, learning to recognize my strengths as well as my challenges, and also maybe not comparing myself to others in the field, because of course, they're, they're, you know, when you compare, you're always going to meet somebody who's better, and you might that, use that as an excuse to, to hold yourself back. So I kind of learned to compare myself to my past self as a form of kind of confidence boost. I actually think that is something that everyone can learn from. That kind of idea of judging or comparing yourself against yourself as opposed to others, but still feeling like you can go to others for help and advice. But um, are there any other times when you have created positive change within your society, maybe outside of your home environment? I'd really like to hope so. That's, that's what drew me to teaching, really, that idea that when you educate people, it's always got a ripple effect and it creates a change. And for me, the way I see myself making changes is educating others in the way I would have liked to have... Well, I guess the way I was educated, but not in school. So you know school for me was very academic which happened to be fine because I was a nerdy type but I didn't start learning who I was until I was 16 doing something else you know volunteering and then you know doing that joining school for change makers being involved with other projects that's where I learned how to resolve conflict how to support people through their challenges, how to do coaching. Um, funnily enough, when I did my teaching qualification, I got to the end of it and kind of went, hold on a minute, you didn't teach us anything about coaching. I, I knew that already, but was <laughs> absolutely baffled that it's not part of teacher training. Yeah, that actually really baffles me too. I find it hard to be polite about this because I feel that it's really wrong that what is the point of an education system that doesn't help people to find their calling in life, to understand what they care about, to equip them with personal and social skills, as well as the academic skills, because not everybody's academic. And so for me, my kind of mission and my way of helping the world in whatever way I can is, is really plugging that gap for the people who want it is working with young people in education so that they get it when they're early. But also I work with managers who are in their mid forties and say, I just can't get on with my team. And then we do some stuff on conflict resolution methods. And, oh, if I'd have learned that when I was younger, it would have saved me 20 years worth of arguments. Yes, exactly. Why aren't we teaching this in school? 
I always think this. I think it with lots of things, actually, in terms of like really uh, things where, you know, life lessons that mm. actually life lessons should be a lesson in general in school about yeah. how to be a grown up, <laughs> how to go out into the world and, you know, manage your finances and change yeah. a tire and, you know, plant a garden like yeah. they, you know, lots of different things um there and there's the practical ones as you say yeah. that the amount of people i see on linkedin complaining that they wish they'd been taught how to manage their finances and sort out a mortgage when they were younger so there's the, that stuff but there's also all the soft skills and again i'm a bit wary of using that word i know that's what everyone calls them but soft skills sound fluffy and unimportant but actually if you've got your communication, influence, conflict resolution, teamwork skills really, really practiced and your emotional intelligence to know what you want, how you're feeling, how you motivate yourself, you, you could pick up anything. You could do the academic learning later or, or the skill for whatever job or career or calling you have. Mm -hmm. But if there are so many people who've spent time working on their technical hard professional skills and ha don't have the soft skills and it creates so many dysfunctions in life and I feel like having seen people who've got those dysfunctions and what impact it has on families and communities it, it just drives me to want to help as many people plug those gaps and then maybe even get them to pass it on to other people so that's why I run a training company. That's why I continue to volunteer and work with things like School for Changemakers, leadership programs, and, and lots of other things like that, because I just think the more we get that out there, the better. And, you know, maybe one day I'd like the education system to change, but I'm, I'm a doer, I'm not a policy writer. So maybe in the future, I'd like to work with somebody on policy, but I wouldn't want to be the one stuck behind the desk writing it because... My, my jam is working with people definitely but i can tell you're you're a people person just from this conversation and um, so i've got one last question and we'll just use that just to end yep. um but if you could just give us one piece of advice to people looking to instigate change for the better what would it be so the the pre the prelude to my answer is that there's so much in the world that could be changed that you can get overwhelmed i remember actually at one conference one of the change makers did ask the question you know i've, I've heard so many different causes and issues what on earth do i spend my time doing without spreading myself thin and so for me the advice that i would give to a change maker is to spend time working out what your purpose is and that's a quite a difficult piece of advice and question because again the education system doesn't sit us down and get us to think about a purpose or a calling it gets us to think about doing a job um, but I, I care immensely about educating and helping people and because I care so much because it's my calling it I can overcome challenges because I care enough to spend the time doing so whereas if you're just doing a job if something difficult comes along you're going to give up and that that makes absolute sense um so it's difficult sometimes to discover a, a purpose or calling it takes time to really introspect 
and to be reflective and not everybody knows how to do that so getting support can be helpful a model that i like to use when i'm helping people think about their purposes is a japanese model called ikigai never heard of that it's kind of a venn diagram where you've got these four hoops and each hoop's got a question in it so the questions are what are you good at what do you love doing what does the world need and what can you be rewarded for and if you can find something that answers all of those questions doesn't matter what it is so it might be that you're good at art you love painting and you're creating art for a social cause and you're being paid to do so you, you kind of sort of chances are that's your purpose but it could be advocacy work it could be training it could be you know running a bank there could be all sorts of things but taking the time to work out your answers to those questions is a really good starting point and it's those same questions every time and once you've answered them it's meant to help you bring you forward yeah yeah and what a lot of people find when they answer them so you know i've spoken to people who are in a job and they say i'm good at my job and i get paid to do it but i don't really love it and i not sure it helps people or maybe it helps some people but not as many people as i'd like but when i volunteer or when i'm working on my hobby i love that and i'm good at it so they might find that they they're spending time on things that will tick two of the questions or maybe mm -hmm. one or three but if you can find a single activity or way of spending your time that ticks all four that's where you have a sense of purpose and and a lot of the book about ikigai that this is taken from talks about how in japan people are taught to live with purpose and to find purpose in the everyday it doesn't when when the question says how does it help the world it doesn't literally have to be the world it might be that you know there's a community of neighbors that all help each other and that's enough i'm doing something to serve to support and it gives you a sense of meaning this is this is great i actually would love to try this after we after our conversation if um if you could share that with me i would absolutely, absolutely. Love to to do this test on myself and um, the beauty of it is that in theory those four questions are simple you know in this they're simple to understand you could spend hours reflecting over them but they're easy questions and again relating back to the school for change makers program it's it's things like that that we talk about in community groups so we'll sit in a room and sort of say how do i want to serve the world and and you really do connect at an interesting and human level when you answer those questions together and, and bounce those ideas off each other thank you so much for today Gemma. that was really interesting and i am very much interested in this concept and how how i can use that for my own my own life thank you for having me so we would love to have you back so you can talk with our other inspirational change makers and actually probably your friends who are all people that you've 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 met through the school for change makers program so thank you again we really admire what you're doing where you've come from and I can't wait to see everything that's coming next. Um, I really, really hope that this this continues for you and um, really excited to see how. So thank you. Thank you very much.
Thank you for listening to our Everyday Heroes podcast. Be sure to subscribe and tune in next time for another inspirational changemaker story. You can also find out more about our amazing programs via the Initiatives of Change UK website. Thank you.